0: what's up what's up y'all this is dave and this is devren and you're listening to the dave and dev podcast dave and dev Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev On my job like Dave and Dev Tell no lie like Dave and Dev Some days I wanna stay in bed But I get ready for the day ahead I wanna complain but I pray instead Then I'm on my way to that Dave and Dev And it go like I don't need a crew Don't play by he say she say rules Complain, no we can't do I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves No so please stay cool all, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do I'ma send myself No lie, I need grace too We live like EKU Yeah Yo, what's up, Devrin?
1: Yo, what's going on, Dave?
0: Man, long time no talk. How you doing, man?
1: I know, bro. I really do. This is like therapeutic in a way to do this podcast. I love it. I really do. We got we really got to be we got to do better. (laughs) Hey,
0: we got to do better, man. Somebody hold us accountable. We need we need this.
1: (laughs) Dave, what's been going on in your life, man?
0: Man, it's been crazy uh work's been nuts but it's been good man been djing a ton uh man it's been it's been good man but i'm excited DJ
1: dave dj my 30th birthday party and let me tell you the dance floor was lit
0: it was turned up man we had a good time
1: i was sore for three days afterwards <laughs> because you kept playing all them dance them dance hits
0: hey the highlight of my night was playing um uh gosh the song the filipinos um
1: listen let me tell you something
0: what what was the filipino national anthem was that it what we played no or that? it it was uh that's what they called it
1: (laughs) i don't know there's going to be filipinos that listen to this i know that for a fact and they're going to be really upset that we can't figure out the name but you all dance to it and you know the song
0: Yes. So and it was maybe awesome. In one of
1: the comments on one of our social medias, you can just comment and tell us what the song is because I can't think of it right now.
0: Also post a link to the dance because
1: I think it was, I think it's total total, but yes, be... it was
0: total total. Yes, yes, yes. It was. Okay.
1: Let me tell you something. Lit. Dave. I went
0: I see,
1: we we're like 30 seconds in and I'm already off topic, but I gotta I gotta tell you the story. I went to a Filipino baby shower before. Yo. So for listeners, my my wife is Filipino, proud Filipino, Laban, Philippines, okay? So we went to a Filipino baby shower. You know, your typical baby shower, it's like 30 seconds. You know, you're in, you're out. Not baby shower, sorry, gender reveal, right? So in and out, here's the gender, we're out. Stuff like that, right? Really no big deal. Just make it, you know, you make it work. Right, right? Bro, tell me when I walked into this place, the first song I heard was Little John Eastside Boys. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And they and they were partying. It was Turn like up. Full blown, it was a full-blown party. I felt I've never felt more at home in front of Filipinos. <laughs> in front of Filipinos in my life. And it was it was great. It was a great time. Um turned out that they were having a girl. So congrats to that family. But hey. it was it was a uh it was, it, I mean, I was, my mind was blown.
0: But anyways, Dave. That's amazing, by the way. And also, yes. too, let me say this, bro. I, let me get just extra spiritual real quick. Get out my ESV here for you. Is that that birthday party, bro, it was so cool to see. Because, like, the, the dance floor at one point was, like, 10 people from the Philippines, t- 10 people from the Philippines, you had, you know, your family and, and, and they showed up from, you know, from Cleveland, from Indiana, black, white people of all ages, bro, there's something about that just microcosmic moment of just like the picture of what I think Kevin will be like with people from all over looking different, different ages just like singing with one voice. Now they were dancing and not with one beat because a lot of people were I'm off because
1: Dave, if we're doing the electric slide in heaven, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's going to be a lot some of people
0: crazy. are off beat, but it was glorious. And uh, I had a great time.
1: I'm going to say this. When it comes to the electric slide, there are various ways that you can do it. Facts. But if you don't either one throw out that kick so big that you kick the person in front of you
0: you gotta throw the kick
1: or to slap the ground you ain't doing it right
0: that's what i learned you ain't that's doing plastic. it right
1: yeah so it, anyways it was a great time dj J, dj dave really showed out had a had a good time at the at the at the party dave also what people don't realize they can't see you right now
0: physically Correct.
1: but. I can't call you Big Dave no more. That's not true. Dave has been a workout machine. If you follow Dave on Instagram, you see the man up early in the morning and he's all he's in the gym getting it. Dave is a workout machine now. Dave is no longer for the record. Anyone who's listening to this, don't call him Big Dave no more. That's Swole Dave.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: That's Swole Dave. Get it right.
0: Oh, shoot. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I had to. That's crazy. Have we? We've done one podcast since I started that program, I think. But I don't think we talked about it. But yeah, Yeah, that
1: shows you the level of dedication. We haven't done it because Dave has been at the gym.
0: (laughs) I've been at the gym and uh, cooking fish and junk. But yeah, so I'm down uh, almost 39 pounds uh, since September 12th. Man, uh, it feels great. I'm, uh, I'm feeling really, really good. I'm glad that That Sheena's done it with me. She's done fantastic. Our family's eating better and feels better. And it's been a great journey. I would love to, at some point, take a podcast and talk about wellness. Um, I have learned a ton about that in the last three months, um, that like, I would love to expound upon. I don't, maybe not the, not time or place, but yeah, I'm super excited about that. Um, and and looking forward to continuing to, to grow in that space. And, um, not just gains, you know, not just grow them gains, but uh grow, you know, in my wellness overall for my family, for myself, for, for the kingdom, you know, like I, I learned so much about that stuff. So yeah, man, I appreciate that super exciting stuff, bro.
1: Yeah. I had to give you, had to give you a shout out for that.
0: I appreciate it, bro. And Hey, and you completed your first semester of teaching,
1: bro. I did. You I made did. it. I did barely, barely, but I did it. But we, we we made it. We made it. No, teaching was great. Um, we mentioned this on the last episode. There's the other podcast that I do now. It's the overtime podcast with that Dr. Devin Muff. Hey. It's more of like an academic type of sense, kind of answering two questions like what can I do with this major? And like what kind of things do you talk about in these classes, kind of kind of thing. Um, so I did that, taught. It was great experience. I'm really looking forward to this winter semester back um, and teaching the students but it's been it's been a fantastic time I've really enjoyed uh, my time teaching it's one of those things Dave that I could see myself doing for a really long time and you get to meet some really cool people in the field too
0: for sure man it's been super dope I like I said I mentioned on the last podcast about your the overtime project podcast like it's been super cool to see you in a different element, which that's kind of part of the element that we started. in was those like kind of academic questions, I guess, and a, and a lot of more like um, you know not high level questions, but kind of more topical, like really you know pressing things that kind of got us going and our our minds moving. So it's dope to see you doing that um, and, and getting to talk to a lot of cool people. So um That's really legit, man, and I'm super pumped that that teaching's gone well. Like, if you would have asked me, when when did we run that basketball camp together? Like, 2015,
1: 2016. Shoot, yeah, 2015.
0: Yeah, so that was that's been six years ago. First of all, that's crazy. That was uh, two years before we started the podcast. But yeah, we old now, bro. If we if you would have asked me then what I thought you should do, I would have said either be a coach or be a professor, be a teacher, and uh, because I watched you just the way you kind of instructed and led and everything. I was just like, yo, this is perfect. And when you got that gig, I, I knew it was right like from the jump. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome, bro.
1: It's good. It's good stuff. But speaking of basketball, bro, we really had something monumental happen today.
0: That's right. Today is Tuesday, December 14th. And we have witnessed greatness. What do we see today, Devrin?
1: Steph Curry broke the all-time three-pointers, a uh, three-point field goal record. Mm-hmm. Incredible. So here's the thing. I'm going to comment on this first. The three-pointer in basketball, do you think it's, like in today's time, do you think it's overrated, underrated, or properly rated it?
0: That's a good question. So, like, are you talking about the skill set that it requires, or like,
1: uh, sure, just oh, I mean, just just and I mean, just what we think about as fans too.
0: I think that's evolved so much, and guys like Steph Curry really helped usher that in. You know, I think that maybe 15 years ago, if you had a guy, you know, like a Kyle Korver, JJ Redick of the world, that you know is going to come out, he's going to hit, you know. Two, three, four, threes in a game for you, and he he's gonna do that consistently. Like that's a pretty good to great three-point shooter. You know what I'm saying? He, he might get hot and drop seven, you know. He, he might have that night where he he goes off and, and does 20 plus points, you know, from behind the three-point line. But really, these guys, Steph and and Kyrie, and uh now you got Trey, um, just these guys that they do that <laughs> like like. They can score from all over the court and they can shoot threes at a high volume and have the green light to shoot as many as they want. Um, You know, it's just a unique and their ball handlers that do it. You know, I still, I think that the, the value, like the ability to shoot three pointers in a way is kind of diminished just because most NBA games, you got three guys on the court that can shoot threes at a high volume at all at the same time on the same team.
1: Yeah, nowadays, nowadays, I, I, mean, I would, I would agree with that. I'm, I'm going to say this. It's just like everybody does it now.
0: Yeah. So it's exactly. cool when,
1: when Steph Curry hits like seven. I'm not saying that it's not, it's not hard to hit seven threes in a game. That's not what I'm saying at all. Especially when you're contested and right, you know, three people are jumping at you at times. Like what Steph Curry does is incredible because the people that the Ray Allen and Reggie Miller before him. Those were set shooters. Right. Curry is doing this off the dribble.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and
1: so a lot of the stuff, like I don't think people realize how hard it is, one, to make an NBA three pointer, but two, Here. to make that off the dribble, like like off of a crossover. Very difficult. Takes a high. It's a high level skill. It's like Steph Curry really revolutionized how we look at basketball now. But it's really overrated. I think like everyone does it. Right. I'm not saying that the record's not special. Steph's about to make this record so untouchable. It's not even funny. Yeah. But what I'm concerned about is like, if you had a person who could shoot three pointers, like you said, 15 years ago, that was like a specialist. That was your like right. JJ Reddick, you know, Kyle Corvers, Paige Destroyah, mm-hmm. those kind of people, right? Everyone shoots threes. Now Carl, Carl Anthony Towns shoots threes, right? Joel Embiid shoots th- like, One through five, everybody's got to shoot threes. So in the game of basketball, like, it has evolved, but it's almost like we were looking at it like it was like a home run. Like when someone hits a three-pointer, it was like a home run, like, like in baseball. Like, that's a big deal. When you're watching a baseball game, you see somebody hit a home run, that's a big deal. But if you see a home run every five seconds, you're not that impressed by it anymore. Right. So I'm not saying that it's not impressive. I'm just saying it's little like it's a little overhyped.
0: Yeah, I, I think for me, I, I agree with you totally. You know, when you look at it, especially for people that are kind of like in our age group and maybe like within like five, six, seven, ten years of us older, I think this really marks is a monumental moment in the sense that it kind of marks the end of the spot up shooter kind of dominance, I guess you could say. Like especially if you look at the pacing, right? So Steph Curry did this in like what? How many five, six, seven, eight hundred fewer games than Ray Allen? It's a lot, yeah, it, right?
1: It was like half the half the games that Ray Allen did.
0: And you got to think about it too. Like I was reading this stat um, about Kyle Corver, who if you would have said maybe 2015, 2016, which would have been one of his last years in the league. Like, yo, who's in the top five three-point shooters in the NBA right now? You would say Kyle Korver. Like, great shooter. But like you said, spot-up shooter. He averaged for 17 seasons five three-pointers a game that he made, right? 17 seasons. That's a lot. That's a lot of three-pointers. Yeah. This fool is still 500 threes behind Steph. <laughs> like, bro, he's he's behind a whole season and 20 games from steph and steph has not played near as long as that you know what i'm saying like yeah that's crazy to think about like to me it's like i'm impressed obviously by the pacing in which he did it at and realistically bro like (laughs) he really did revolutionize the game and i i mean i think that if you've listened to the podcast for a long time or known me and Devin for a long time we've gone through periods of extreme steph curry slander um, I know I personally wanted to karate chop him in the face when he threw his mouthpiece against LeBron <laughs> in 2016. <laughs> um, but but on a real note, like, it's – he really has impressed me like crazy. Just And i said it for years. I mean, I think he's the best shooter of all time. Um, but to me, the record does almost feel like, okay, he broke the record. He's going to make it really untouchable. But I see a day, and I mean, this, this may sound like crazy to a lot of people, but I see a day where Ray Allen's like maybe 10th to 15th on the all-time three-point list. And I, I mean, I know that sounds kind of kind of wild, but like we're just at a point right now you, gotta, you gotta got a guy like Trey Young. That dude's like 21, 22 years old, like been in the league three, four years. You got Devin Booker. These guys that just shoot a high volume of threes, like they're going to pass that dude up, especially if they have the longevity to play for 10-plus years. It's just going to happen. So, and that,
1: yeah, and that kind of like diminishes like what Ray Allen did too.
0: That's what I'm saying. So, like, That's if what...
1: you look at, so like that NBA 75 list came out. Right. And there were some snubs for sure. But like, you'd look at a dude like George Mike in it, Right. Right. George Mike. And so, like, you know, everybody, if you play basketball long enough, you know what the Mike and Drew is. Right. Right. George Mikan cannot guard Dwight Howard. Facts. But what George Mikan did to the league when he was in it was incredible. Right. It was monumental. So you can't take, so this is kind of like what I'm trying to get at. It's like you can't take his, like we're stat heads, like I, and I'm a big stat head myself. You can't just look at someone's stats and say, well, this player is better than this player because look at his stats. Look at the era that they played in, and it's completely For sure. different. Yeah, because I'm sure if Ray Allen played in this era, he would have to learn how to, to dribble and shoot, which
0: people. I mean, he was like that early in his career. He had that like kind of all, you know, all around game, but yeah. he developed but Steph that spot is shooting, shooting like in the last 14 threes in a game. I know
1: like some teams don't take 14 threes in a game. Right. And he took he's taking 14 of them things.
0: Right. Like that's crazy to think about, bro. It's it is insane. And it's almost brings you to question like, like is that is that pace? Like, are teams gonna keep just letting shooters shoot like that? Like, you know what I'm I, saying? I,
1: I don't I don't think so. Because like now you start to see like teams like the Cavs, where they just got three bigs now. Right. Right. They still take threes. Hey,
0: by the way, hey, hey, what's let's pause for a second and i mean we ain't gonna give them too much love but shout out to really? the cast bro you,
1: you smell it you smell it you know what they're doing over there right? that's all i'm over there um what i'm saying is like the calves got they play three big so they got three seven footers and it's kind of getting back to the era of well like the big man the big man dominance type of thing right and and maybe people are just going back i think like basketball kind of just ebbs and flows in the right. way that it that it goes from that so i mean may, who knows i mean I, I don't think you you can't possibly shoot more three-pointers in a game than what people when I mean, what teams are doing right now right yeah that that would be that would be absurd okay so do you think so who do you think revolutionized basketball more in the last 10 years LeBron or Steph?
0: In the last 10 years, Steph. In the last 20 years, I'd give a toss up between LeBron and. Well,
1: because, yeah, because Steph didn't come into the league until 10 20, years. Ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. But but here's my thing is that I think LeBron in like 07, 08 was kind of already not, uh, he, he had kind of already shown what he was going to do and bring to the table. Now, well, I think that he like evolved. You know what I'm saying? Like he definitely he had to. Like he like in 2012, 2013, I think after that Mavs loss, like that second heat run, I think. So it'd been like 2015. I really started seeing that that shot develop. Like I felt like a lot more. Yeah,
1: he, well he he had to. Think but he about had this. to. Like when LeBron came in the league, he couldn't shoot.
0: No, not at all.
1: And I mean, he was but he didn't not have to. a great shooter. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't have to because the era and the time. I mean, you had. I'm not saying Gilbert Arenas can't shoot. I'm not saying Trace Mcgrady can't shoot. But a right, lot of. You know, but I mean, look, look at the teams that are in the league. Was, Al Iverson was still in his prime. You know, like Kobe right. was still like these are these are people. Are, like, look, everybody, clear out. Let me go. Let me go to work. One on quick. one, baby. Yeah, but LeBron was just bigger and more physical. Bully and ball. Like when he first came in, I'm like, yo, this dude is unstoppable. Because he was like eighteen. <laughs> Yes, he's doing – like his first game he scored 27 points and he's just driving to the basket like crazy. Right. So sort of like – like I, I swear, if Zion Williamson was born uh, was born maybe 20 years earlier <laughs> and he got drafted <laughs> that same year, he'd be, he'd be the most dominant player we've ever seen. Right. Like he, he – because he's, he's he's quick, he can jump, all these different things. But right, but he, unfortunately he doesn't live in that era and he lives in an era where he has to – you know get in shape to play basketball right so and he can't like,
0: just eat jambalaya every day
1: well that's what new orleans <laughs> so but now like when bron first started losing like to the to the spurs right they, they they had some shooters on that team right then the warriors like okay well i gotta like eventually it's like something clicked in Bron's head i gotta learn how to shoot right to to, to stay relevant in this league and now, I mean, the dude can shoot. I think he's shooting his best three-point percentage this year that he's ever shot.
0: Right, and, and that's cool. Like, I think he's his game's evolved. But if you're talking about pure revolutionary in the last decade, it's got to be Steph. I mean, just what it's he's just been like, able to do on the court and well, how we just he's look at basketball differently. Game. Yeah,
1: I think like Bron made me think about basketball, but he didn't make me think about basketball the way we play basketball differently. Yeah, like. Yeah. A scrawny, like you know, Steph Curry, scrawny. What is he six three? Yeah, wasn't yeah, You know, all he can do is shoot threes. I'm thinking, oh, he's going to be JJ Reddick, you know, again all over it. Not saying Jay, no disrespect to JJ Reddick. right? I just thought he was just going to be a spot up, you know, three and D type of dude. Turns out this dude is the greatest shooter of all time.
0: And off the dribble, I mean, that's crazy. What, that's what that's what is crazy to me is how he creates a shot. Is that He'll shoot, you know, you said 14 threes a game. I would say, what, maybe five to seven of them are off the dribble, and the other, um, you know, seven to nine of them are running off of screens and not just running off of one screen. That fool runs off of, like, they, they only got five guys on the court, but I swear they bring in everybody off the bench to set screens. I mean, he runs all game long. He,
1: he makes you reconsider what's a bad shot. <laughs>
0: that's a fact yes yeah
1: because as a coach i would I, I i'm guilty of this i would say no 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 and yes. as soon as the shot goes in like oh okay you can do that all right hey,
0: hey, nice shot bro <laughs> yeah keep keep it up shot, man.
1: i knew you were gonna make that
0: <laughs> keep shooting shooters shoot, or
1: shoot. <laughs> yeah so anyways hats off to staff yeah it's a I big accomplishment man it is it's huge it's huge but it's i mean it's never gonna be broken but people will break ray allen's record
0: yeah i think so too yeah yeah Bro, that's and, and what's so crazy too, and I'll I'll well this is my last point on Steph and I'll stop uh I'll stop uh commenting on it, but like it's even crazier to me if you look at this team that he has around him right now, of how well he's playing, because I mean that they're, they're missing clay. <laughs> Like, but that and team Clay, is so
1: good, though. And Clay so is a top good. five
0: shooter too. <laughs> so the pressure that Clay takes off of off of Steph is just kind of insane. That Steph is still shooting so well right now without him. But yeah, the team is is built really well around him. It's just the absence of Clay just blows my mind that he's shooting so well without you know having that sidekick. You know,
1: well, when Clay comes back though. They're gonna be scary. They already first in the, in in the West.
0: Yeah, that team is. My team is good, man. My I just want to
1: just—I just, just want to touch. Just want to just touch on this topic, just one second.
0: Don't do it.
1: How about them Lakers,
0: bro? I don't even want to talk about this
1: in the Crypto dot com arena or center,
0: whatever they call it now.
1: Crypto dot com center.
0: Listen, How bro, about
1: listen. them Lakers,
0: bro? This, this these last few weeks have been really tough especially and let me let me again repeat this like if you know me you already know this about me but for those of you all who don't know me i'm not a lakers fan i'm i'm a lebron fan um unashamed whatever but as a lebron fan the last few weeks have been particularly tough because of how well bron has played I mean, the dude's averaging like 39 and eight right now.
1: It's stupid because he's in year 19. This is
0: year 19, fam. And my guy is running 39 and eight, bro. That's that's an MVP caliber season for almost any given year. And my guy is almost 20 years deep in the league, dog. And so that that's crazy. But the, the thing that what I'm trying to get at is like, The people around him, like, and and this is what I don't understand is that, like, AD is statistically having one of the worst shooting performances of any player in the NBA right now. Like, my guy is shooting horribly. I don't have the stats up. Somebody can fact check me. He's shooting terribly, though. I know it's awful. Russ is Russ and, and we and you called this at the beginning of the season that like like Russ is gonna do Russ and like But that's the thing I don't think that
1: I don't think Russ is the proud I don't think like, it's like Russ you, like you saying like I think Russell Westbrook is starting to like find his his, his mold. I think yeah Mello's starting to find his mold, like all these all these pieces are do, are doing what they're supposed to do, except for that one
0: piece. And it's crazy because A.D. is really what drove them to the championship in the bubble, in my opinion. Like, LeBron played great, but A.D. played, like, fantastic. And I think that this year, like, A.D. has fallen completely off. Like, I don't know what it is, but I I think that I will be surprised if they don't try to shake something up. But I don't think they're going to move A.D. I think they'll as much as that's who I think is hurting them. I don't think they'll move in. Yeah. But good luck.
1: That's all I can say about that. Yeah. Good luck.
0: I don't. I don't know about all their contract statuses and all that junk. But
1: um, they're a seven seed right now. Yeah. The playoffs will start today. They would play the Suns again in a rematch.
0: Ooh, I don't like that either because the Suns are on playing on. on or they were playing the, play
1: the playing game and they would try to you know fight their way out there? But
0: yeah. It's I don't like it. Yeah, that's a tough one. But yeah, we already mentioned your Cavs. I mean, basketball season's in like a good full effect right now. We're like I like the parody this year. What like we're what, like 35, 40 games in, something like that? 30 games 30 in. 30 like games a
1: third in. Of the, see, a third of the way in.
0: Yeah. So like it's a really good sweet spot. You know, Luca just got hurt, so hopefully we got a return from him for Pretty soon, he's been out, I think, three games um, or expected to miss the next three games, one of the two. Booker's been out, so hopefully we get some of the stars back. But, um, yeah, man, it's been a good season. I think, like you said, there's a lot of parity. I feel like there's a bunch of teams that are right around 500 that really these next few weeks leading up into All-Star break, which is usually, what, first week of February, second week of February?
1: In Cleveland.
0: In Cleveland, so you I'm got like you, what five? I'm six gonna try weeks to left. make.
1: I'm gonna try to make that,
0: bro. You get to go to a Cleveland game tomorrow, right? Hopefully, hopefully, Lord willing,
1: <laughs> Lord willing. If the good Lord, if the good Lord makes it,
0: that's legit. But yeah, man, it's uh You mentioned Zion earlier. That's a unique story in and of itself as well. Just like what's going on in New Orleans right now with him.
1: The NBA's got they got a lot of stuff going on. We're just. The jury's still out on what's gonna happen. I'm I'm with you though. Usually, like the Christmas break or the Christmas games, usually is like the official start of the season. (laughs) That's like, yeah, that's like okay, everybody. You know, you're in what position you're in now, and let's just ramp it up because we got to hit this All Star break hard and go from there.
0: Right, and the the West. I mean, it's so competitive. And the East is, too. I think the top, like, five, six teams in the East are really, really solid for the first time in a long time, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, it's it's unique, man. This is going to be a unique season. It's going to be a real uh, sprint to the finish, I think, after the All-Star break. You're going to see a bunch of teams flopping around, I think. Yeah. Between, like, those five and ten seeds. That'd be great. It'd be good stuff.
1: All right. Unfortunately, we gotta we have to talk about this. This this, this is our last topic we gotta to talk about today. is uh college football season. Oh man. And uh for listeners who've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you know that Dave and I are big time Ohio State fans. And this year we just uh we 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 didn't our team just didn't do what they were supposed to do. No. And that look. You can you can lose every game of the year except for one.
0: Except for one game,
1: and they and they lost that game. So hats off to uh, the team uh, up north, uh, Michigan. Hats off to them. Um, they're in the, they're in the playoffs. Um, Cincinnati's in the playoffs. Georgia's in the playoffs. Alabama's in the playoffs. Dave, who you got winning?
0: Bro, I. I have the hardest time ever betting against Saban especially because I have a feeling it's going to be Georgia versus Bama again in the in the final game and he just he manages to outsmart uh outsmart Kirby Smart every time that they uh face off against each other that's Give I don't know
1: man me Georgia ooh spicy it was a uh, it was an odd game. Alabama literally played the best they played all season. Georgia played the worst they played all season. Give me the rematch with a fired-up Georgia defense, and give me Georgia by seven.
0: This man's taking Georgia by seven? bro. By we should, seven. We should have a Dave and Dev official bet for the college football final. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> give me Georgia by seven.
0: By the way, when you started saying give me, I thought you were about to say start singing Air Force Ones, which is by the way, all time top, you know, maybe five songs for me in my life. So um I think that yeah, so I think Bama is is a hard one to bet against just because they're always Bama and, and Saban. But I, I really I really thought Georgia was gonna beat them in the SEC final, final game
1: but i mean alabama's playing for their life they you know they they lose that game they're out of the playoffs
0: yeah it, it's, and then it's
1: we then we get to see georgia oklahoma state cincinnati and michigan which means no one's watching it
0: yeah that's true that's true i think that i man i know some people are gonna really dislike this but um I understand that the committee could not leave out Cincinnati for a second straight year, but I just really, and I hope they prove me wrong. I'm on I'll be honest with you. I'm rooting for Cincinnati. I hope they win the game.
1: You better than me,
0: but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I don't think that, I don't think that they stand a chance in any,
1: but they play Alabama.
0: Yeah. I don't think that, yeah. you know, right now we're talking a lot about the multiverse, bro. They don't stand a chance in no universe. You know what I'm saying?
1: No, I, I think that uh, – yeah, I think Cincinnati loses that game by two touchdowns at least.
0: That might be – that might be a modest. <laughs> I'm trying to people.
1: give them respect. Undefeated season, Luke Fickle, you know, all those different things. Hey, shout out
0: to Luke Fickle, though, for real. Putting that program on the map. He had – you know,
1: hey, good Good for him. Good for good him. Last time that Michigan beat Ohio State before this year was Luke, Luke Fickle. So yeah, let's couldn't... bring
0: that back around one time, though. For all y'all Michigan fans out there that got something to say, we'll see you guys again in 16 years when you decide to beat us again.
1: Act like you've been somewhere before. <laughs> we have been consistently whooping that tail. Whooping it! You realize, Dave, since we were in the third grade.
0: Third grade.
1: Michigan has beaten Ohio State three times since the third grade.
0: Three times.
1: When I was little, Devron in the third and, and shout out to Mrs. Higgins in the third grade classroom.
0: Miss Higgins, what up? I,
1: I'm now Doctor devrin muff teaching at a college sheesh and y'all want to talk like y'all did something <laughs> the disrespect i almost came on here and I almost started the show with this i was getting phone calls text messages even a few emails you, they emailed you though? people you know they, they're proper so oh, they wish- emailed me Act like y'all been somewhere before.
0: Hello, Dr. Muff. Ohio State sucks.
1: <laughs> and I'm and I'm done. I'm done with like best believe when Ohio State beats Michigan next year.
0: We in there, dog.
1: I'm bl- look, I hope y'all I hope y'all got unlimited minutes. That's all I'm saying. Check them
0: receipts, dog.
1: I'm calling at, just ring, just dialing over and over
0: again. You might have to pick up a couple of prepaid phones so you can call them i got
1: a couple i got a couple names on my list already <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to call them out right now or not? no 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 i'll give them some decency i'll give them some decency uh shoot
1: yeah so we just we just named a heisman winner And one of the least entertaining heisman decisions ever ever so your boy Bryce, Bryce Young, that's his yeah. name. I don't even. That, yeah, I don't even know his name. That's that's how. That's he's, how I,
0: he's forgettable.
1: Oh gosh, but <laughs> he he won the Heisman Award. He Good for him. Shout that's out to great. Bryce Young. But it's almost like you knew he was gonna win since like Game Three.
0: I would say at least since the uh the game before the Georgia game, Auburn. Whatever. the
1: Why whatever do you saying. think that the Heisman Trophy Award is not as exciting as it used to be?
0: Because it doesn't like, in my opinion, and we talked about this a little bit before, and I, I'm totally on the same page as you. Is like it's really less about having a dominant season unless you are truly the most dominant player. But if you're not the most dominant player. Or semi the most dominant player at a big time school with big time boosters, it does not matter, right? Like it, because I'm gonna tell
1: you when it went down for me.
0: Hit me with that.
1: When Manti Manty Te'o had his fake girlfriend,
0: and he went on the highs, He was on the Heisman <laughs> Final Four, and
1: that that was the year that the Heisman started to tank. Um,
0: it's you know it's one of those things. Like I think that they're got. I think if you look at the last, you know, maybe five Heisman winners, you maybe have maybe one guy that's just absolutely no question. Heisman hands down winner. And I would say that was probably Kyler Murray's um, uh, season that he won. It was that three years ago. Yeah. So I think it's not
1: as exciting anymore. I don't, I don't get excited about the Heisman. Like I can't, gosh it's been years since i watched i think last time i watched the heisman trophy award presentation was when johnny manziel was in college
0: yeah i'm pretty sure the last one that i actually remember watching was rg3 and Mm -hmm. i i don't know why that's just so random but it sticks out to me um but yeah there's been just some really in my opinion some like lackluster performance (laughs) like like people that have won it and even finalists like look at this year's class and this is coming from an Ohio State fan, okay, like you and I are fans, like, yeah, CJ Stroud put up digits, but, like, he was underwhelming a lot of the season, and, like, he had a good season, and and statistically, you look at it on paper, you're like, oh, he had a great year, but, like, I don't really, like, when he didn't win the Heisman, I was like, yeah, he didn't deserve it. <laughs> like I just yeah, like
1: the, the only game that really stuck out to me was the Michigan State game, and even in the Michigan game, he threw for almost three hundred yards. Right. I still right. was like, it. It was more like it was more about the receivers who were catching. Bro, the pass. and that's
0: exactly what I was just about to say. The Heisman is so like quarterback or Alabama skill player. Like, that's, that seems to be what it's come down to for the last few years is, like, if you're not a quarterback or an Alabama skill player, you're not winning. And, and because, like, you look at that Ohio State team, like, bro, they could have had any one of their quarterbacks out there throw into that receiving core, which, in my opinion, was the best receiving core not just in college football this year, but that was the best receiving core I've maybe seen in the last decade. Maybe outside of LSU's like Odell, Jarvis Landry,
1: a Florida's with Tim Tebow.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's, but even at that, like that that receiving core from Ohio State was unreal. So that's that's to me where like, I mean, like I said, I love Stroud. I'm happy, for, like I'm excited for him to come back, and I hope he does really well next year. But like the fact that he was a candidate, the dude from Michigan was just in my opinion, above average, like he was not anything special. Like Alabama had three dudes that had better stats than him. And again, Alabama, I understand, but like they play tougher competition. Like it's just because Michigan. Yeah, I mean, relevant.
1: Guys, we're really fooling ourselves at this point. Like if you don't agree with this statement, the, the SEC is basically the developmental league for the NFL. Facts. They, they, like we're fooling ourselves. Like the, you know, the people who, who say like you know the Big Ten is better, and no, we're not.
0: And we the like Big Ten, Ten football. Better. Like, just, it's okay it, to like, say that SEC is better. It it is. It is. I mean,
1: anytime Ole Miss is not even close to winning the, uh, the conference championship, but they're still eighth in the country, that says a lot. Yeah. I mean, pretty much, almost everybody in that conference was ranked at some point.
0: Right. Kentucky.
1: Kentucky was ranked.
0: Yeah, and they play Iowa in that bowl game, so we'll see how well, that goes.
1: Yeah, that, that, uh, that, oh, no. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. First. That's, that's the best way I can
0: say it. Right, right. But, I mean, I, that Iowa team got smacked by Michigan. And
1: look, Michigan Michigan's a tough team. They it are is a tough. tough
0: team. I, I, I
1: will give them that. They are physical they run the ball really well.
0: This is hands down the best team the Harvalls had. No question.
1: But you you ain't you ain't running like that on that Georgia defense. Nope. And if they do, I'll come back eat my words.
0: Facts. But I don't we'll think have a, it's gonna we'll have an apology session if they uh if they do, but
1: I'll have a Michigan fan come on the come on the podcast. Oh snap. That's fine. It'll be the first one we we can ever have. On here. It's facts. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I think their last game of the season will be against Georgia.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think there's anywhere they get past Georgia. Like I said, Bama, Georgia, you got Georgia by seven. I'll take just to play the polar opposite. I'll take Bama by six.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I like that, Dave we'll see how it goes
1: well, good man so uh, as we wrap up any uh any christmas new year's plans
0: oh bro you get to spend time with the family man i'm really excited got some got some time off man how about you yeah
1: man i'm spending time with the family enjoying this time this little break we got off and then uh yeah hopefully I, i'm hopefully Re- uh, listeners can hold me to it. I'm I'm writing a couple of things. Hopefully they'll be out. Okay. Yeah. So they'll be out for people to uh they'll be out to for people to be to be reading in 2022.
0: That's what I like to hear right there.
1: Yeah. Doctor projects.
0: That's my guy. Well, I uh, I'm looking forward to. I want to do the last week of the year. Um, kind of a year in review talk a little bit about I think that would be a really good episode to talk about wellness and and some things to maybe help others look out to 2022 and um, not set some sham goal that's going to fall through in February uh, like I've done my entire life um, and I'm no certified life coach but I have been fortunate to be mentored by several in the last few months and uh, yeah I'm looking forward to having a, an episode to talk about that maybe see if we can't get somebody on to join us Uh, for that i mean just saying see what we can see what we can conjure up here so uh make it happen but man always good to be back in the in the booth with you man at the table chopping it up i'm looking forward to to more and apologies for for us being a little a little absent but we'll we'll get back on it and, and bring you guys some content
1: yes sir dave as always it's been good
0: yes sir peace
1: All right, peace.